welcome to Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. Here, each week we engage in candid conversations with Nate, focusing in on some of the subjects brought up in the Sunday morning teaching shared at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. God's Word tells us to fight the good fight of faith. However, there are many peace-loving Christians who don't want to fight. As Christians, do we have a choice in the matter, or is it inevitable that we will have to fight an enemy? In this episode of Unscripted, we discuss who our enemy is, why he is our enemy, and the need we have to be prepared to face times of battle as we walk with God. Let's join the discussion now. Uh, hey, Nate, uh, good to be with you. Here we are in the, the middle of this series on spiritual warfare and spiritual battle. And um, I wanted to ask you about your battles that you've been in life. What is the most intense physical wrestling or fight that you have ever been in? Maybe with your brothers growing up or something. Can you think of like a oh, real fight that you were in? Did you guys wrestle a lot? And yeah, my brothers and I fought a lot for sure. I think probably the biggest one was, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade and we were on this school trip uh, to Santa, no, it was Mesa Verde. We were at Mesa Verde. It was like a school camping trip and we were there um, and we were um, kind of doing like the, this lunchtime thing and this kid, I don't even remember what he did or what he said, but he was like, coming at me and I just got super mad and like I jumped up on it I, I kind of went WWE on him yes. I jumped up on top, top of, rope I jumped up on top of a picnic table and then I jumped on him and like we were like pounding each other and I was the only real fight that I've ever gotten in I've been punched in the face before and some other things when I was a kid but that was the only like fight that Actual I remember fight, ever getting in yeah. yeah it was yeah that was pretty intense <laughs> do you remember his name I wonder if he's in our church. It now. might be like Andrew. Maybe it was Andrew. <laughs> it was funny because he was a friend of mine for a while, but that was like a, I don't know. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. yeah. No, at that age, it is, you'll get in like huge fight, especially guys. I don't know if girls are like this too, but like you just get in this huge fight with somebody and then two weeks later, they're your best friend. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Oh man. Well, we're, we are talking about wrestling and, and fighting uh, in the spiritual, not the physical. And this mm-hmm. week's verse that you uh, taught on yesterday, Ephesians six twelve, says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And you mentioned that we can make a mistake sometimes of thinking that our enemy, the person that we're, or the one that we're fighting against is a, a person. Um, how is that a mistake? How does that like hurt us to think that, like to see another person, flesh and blood, as our enemy? How is that uh, a bad thing for us? Yeah, I think that there's there's a few different ways and reasons that that's a bad thing. Um, I mean, number one is just that ultimately the, the, the world, those who um, are people, Christians, non-Christians, everyone, ultimately God loves those people, right? And so for us to treat those people as our enemies is, is kind of the opposite of the, the attitude mm. that God would take towards those people. Um, 
and 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 if you if we had enemies, we're to love them, right? <laughs> to love your enemies, right? Um, and so the uh, the the thought that we would really kind of call someone really like the enemy in a sense, um, and and identify them as our enemy. Not only are we going against the character and the nature and the desires of God, um, but we're actually missing the real enemy. That's that's where I think like the personal danger for me in 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 seeing somebody else as my enemy is that I'm missing the 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 fact that Satan is actually working in that situation mm-hmm. behind the scenes, and I'm you know kind of over in the corner boxing with you know this yeah. fake thing when the enemy's behind me jabbing me in the back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest danger for us as individuals uh, because it's wasted energy, but it actually is playing into the plans of our real enemy. When, when mm. my focus is on fighting people, uh, my focus is off of fighting uh, the, the real enemy, which is the, the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And that being the case, I'm missing uh, what he's doing. You know, mm. I'm missing the, the, the tactics that he's using, and ultimately I'm open attack at that point, you know? Um, and, and I get it because, you know, we fight with people, you know, (laughs) people Mm -hmm. drive us crazy. We fight with our spouses. We fight with our kids. We fight with our coworkers. We fight with our friends, um, because we drive each other nuts and we say the wrong thing and we do the wrong thing. Or we look at, you know, maybe on a grander scale, we look at a a religion or a people group or a political group as the enemy. You know, it's like the, the whole, uh, job of the Republicans is to own the di- own the the libs, right? <laughs> and mm. on the flip side, the the Democrats, it's you know tearing down the the Republicans and those right wingers. And it's like really we're missing what's really going on. Like the enemy is not the other side of some political argument. The enemy is the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly mm. places that are seeking to influence, even on the grander scale, politically speaking, and in the world scale, to influence what's going on. And so. When we recognize who the real enemy is, then we can actually get about doing the business of fighting the real battle, not fighting the surface battles that that seem to be, uh, to, to our eyes, what is yeah. important. It's kind of like when uh, Elisha had, you know, um, his servant with him and the whole army, I think it was the army of Syria, right, came and right. surrounded the city and, and his servant came in and was so scared. You know, he's like, look, we're surrounded by all these people and they're going to attack us. And, and, uh, and Elisha prayed in that moment, God, would you open his eyes so he can see? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, God opened his servant's eyes and he saw that, yes, there was an army surrounding them, but on the outside of that army was <laughs> the army of God surrounding him, these yeah. angels, and the, the victory had already been assured, right? So like God actually then, through the angels, blinded the entire army of the, of the, the Assyrians and uh, Elisha led them to the wrong spot. It was a pretty funny story, really. Actually, you should yeah, go check it out is. later. But love that story. That uh, yeah, is it like? Do you think it's helpful to like? It talks about the the darkness of this age, mm-hmm. and and sometimes you know we see that in people or groups of people or something. We might might see that darkness. Um, like, do, is it helpful to, for us to look past the the human? And to the darkness and see that the darkness and, and like have a care for the human, you know, the old mm-hmm. adage, uh, hate the sin, love the sinner, hate the sin, yeah. you know, and to, to see what's behind why they're doing what they're doing. And just like, could that, like, can, could we fight against that in yeah. that person without fighting against the person? 
I think so. I think it's hard to imagine how, you know, yeah. in our minds. It's hard to think that because what we see and 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 experience and feel and touch is the person, right? Um hmm. but but I, I, I absolutely, I, I had a conversation with somebody after church, after this message, it was, he was just wrestling with something. He was like, you know, I, I like, I agree with everything you say. I, I do, but I wrestle with like, you know, how do I, you know, that person that I perceive as my enemy, how do I, you know, seeing darkness in that person let's say you're everybody likes to go to hitler right yeah, yeah. <laughs> hitler's the easy target right yeah. <laughs> somebody's actually hitler like how do you mm. how do you interact with that now i'm not talking about on a grand scale of country versus country and should people go to war or not that's mm. not what i'm talking about here i think that those are different questions mm. we're talking about for us as individuals um if if us, we are called to love our enemies, right? The people that we perceive as our enemies and to do good to those who hate us mm -hmm. and pray for those who persecute us. Um, our heart and our, our concern is to be for the person that bears the image of God, you know? Mm -hmm. And there might be darkness behind their actions. They might be demon-possessed, yeah. and that's stirring their actions. They might not be, and they might just be, you know, living fully in their flesh and the evil, you know, desires of their heart. Uh, either way, that person is is created in the image of God, and our battle is for them, not against them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're deceived and they're walking in darkness, but our battle isn't to kill them or the darkness in them and just you know like kind of like take them out in a sense. Our battle mm -hmm. is to rescue them from the darkness that they're in. Yeah. So, and that's what I think it, it really the, what it comes down to is when we think about people who appear to be the enemy. Our battle isn't against them; it's for them to be freed from mm -hmm. the enemy. If that makes sense. Now, you were get, about to get into the armor of God as we talk about all this stuff. I mm -hmm. think you know that we need that armor, uh, and I think you're going to get into some of those verses about uh, some of the um, uh, offensive weapons mm -hmm. that we have. Very, just one or two of those. I think uh, the rest of the stuff is defensive, but. I, I'm thinking about like with darkness and stuff, if you have somebody, a human who you would consider to be your enemy because of the darkness in them, that then you bring light into right. that relationship somehow. Exactly. Um, and, but you've got to be armored up. Yeah. Otherwise you're just going to get in the flesh and just start being as sinful as them you yeah. know, in that, that situation. It's, it's, it's a tough task for sure. Um, you know, you were talking about wars and, you know, nations and, and things like that. It, when it, it talks about uh, principalities and powers, I've, I've yeah. heard some people interpret that to be actual earthly principalities and powers mm -hmm. rather than, than spiritual. Mm -hmm. But yeah. do you think that there are worldly principalities and powers that can be spiritually influenced by Satan, mm -hmm. uh, by demonic forces? And, and, and what do we do with that? Like, yeah. Like you mentioned Hitler, you know, like was that, yeah. that very well could have been a demonic, you know, force that uh, was motivating all of that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so I want to just address first that some people do take that that section of scripture and they say that principalities and powers are, are, are actually talking a bit about against nations and, um, you know, states. Um and I just want to say that, that if you look at the context of Scripture, that's clearly false. The, the, the Bible talks about principalities and powers all the time. 
um, multiple times. I mean, in Ephesians and Colossians and First Corinthians, and there, there's lots of places that it talks about principalities and powers in using those terms. And it's always talking about spiritual hosts. Mm. And that, I mean, even the verse itself that we're talking about, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities yeah. and powers, the rulers of the darkness age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So um, that interpretation of saying principalities and powers are these other kind of forces in the world is is more a, of a materialistic point of view mm. and, and not, not what I would call what Paul is getting at here at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I say that just to say that I do believe that there are spiritual forces that move behind the scenes in different world governments right. and in different, you know, wars and movements in the world. Um, we see this in Daniel, actually, most clearly portrayed, mm -hmm. and I, I'm forgetting the exact reference, but Daniel's there, Gabriel, the angel's coming to visit him, and he says, I'm sorry that I could, because Daniel prayed and God mm -hmm. sent Gabriel, and Gabriel comes and says, I'm sorry that I'm delayed. <laughs> I got held up fighting against the the... Was it Persia? Prince I think it was of Prince, Persia, Prince of Persia, yeah. which which literally meant like he was fighting a, a demon. He was fighting mm -hmm. a, a dark fallen angel um, who was in charge of the realm of Persia. Essentially, mm -hmm. he got caught, held up fighting this this demon, and Michael came to rescue him, and they fought together in this battle, and he mm -hmm. came out and broke free and made it to Daniel, which, I mean, it's just, we have no idea what's just going a, on. A in little quick realm. aside there. I that, know. That, like, yeah. Could we have more information about that? I know. Please? I want to know yeah. more about that, but it, yeah. th this little aside, there's just things that we have no idea about in the spiritual realm. On, yeah. um, and so, so this prince of Persia was essentially a, a demon that is kind of overseeing the realm of Persia, and... So do I think that there are different demonic forces at work behind different world governments? Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Um, and that's otherwise, I mean, how, how would Satan have been able to offer Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth? That's what he did when he brought mm -hmm. Jesus up onto the, uh, to the mountain and said, look, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. How was it his to give? Because he was the one. Yeah, ruling. and Jesus didn't say, oh, you're a liar. You can't do that. Right. He didn't debate the fact that he could have done that. Yeah. 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 No, but Jesus was going to do it in a different way, right? right. <laughs> He's going right. to subvert it all. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think like you think about Hitler and Stalin and these different leaders. I mean, I, I think the people themselves maybe were demon possessed, or at least that there was an influence behind the scenes mm. um, from these demonic forces in in these world movements of what we can see were clearly evil movements, you know, millions of people dying. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Stalin regime was worse than Hitler. We talk about Hitler all the time because of the massacre of the Jews and the horror of the concentration camps, but um, the communist Russia, when it was started under mm -hmm. Stalin, 60 million people, I think is what they said, yeah. estimated, were killed. Um, and so, yes, I would say the answer is yes, there are these kind of forces behind the scenes. Um, how we do battle against those, I mean... Mm it's a it, it's a situational question you know yeah so. and it is you know i don't i don't know that scripture really calls us to like rise up and build a nation to battle against the right you know the demonic nations or whatever but really it's more of a grassroots effort mm -hmm. of like you know witnessing and sharing with other people around us and that as we do that 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 would grow could grow into a national force or something like that but it's not yeah necessarily ours to you know that's not the great commission right uh, that jesus has given us um this may seem like a strange question but why is satan our enemy 
that, that is an interesting question for sure. <laughs> Why is Satan our enemy? Like, I think what did we ever do to him that makes him hate us so much? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that we were the object of God's love Ooh. and desire, and Satan doesn't like that. Um, and I think that he rebelled against God because he wanted the position of God, at least from what we can see in, in what's inferred in the scriptures. Um, he wanted to be like God. He wanted to be worshipped in some sense, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, he chose to rebel against God, and he convinced a third of the, the angels to go with him. And um, in doing that, it kind of attempted to set up his own kingdom, if you will, yeah. right, on the earth, running the, 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 the countries of the earth and all these different things. And um, as, as a result of that, he is diametrically opposed to anything of the kingdom of God, anything that God loves, Satan hates, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so he... As Christians, he hates us. You know, he he has it out for us for sure, a hundred percent. For those who are not believers, I don't believe that he's really like cares all that much. I think he likes to destroy things. You know, so he's probably like enjoys destroying people's lives and whatnot. But but I think it's just we're the target, right? Because we have the mark of the Holy Spirit. We belong to the kingdom of God, and we're even when we're not realizing it, we're doing the work of God in the world. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this was a, a question that somebody asked me, and I don't know that I had a very good answer for it, so I'm going to ask you. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to get with them and pretend like it was my answer, if it's a good answer. <laughs> I don't know that I'll have a good answer for it either, though. I don't know. Satan's been in this mode yeah. for at least 6,000 years, right? Mm -hmm. And that seems like a really long time to hold a grudge. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think he hasn't changed his mind and come to his senses? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a that is a good question. <laughs> Isn't that a weird thing to think about. You know, I think when I when I'm thinking about this, I, it makes me think of the heart of the person who ultimately rejects God. Hmm. Um, and I'm thinking in terms of people, but the heart of the person who ultimately rejects God, it's not because God didn't extend every opportunity to them, and it's not just because they didn't hear, you know the gospel phrased in a certain way. Um, it's because their heart is hardened so much to the things of God that they can't stomach it. And mm. God essentially kind of turns them over to themselves, to their own desires, mm. as it says. And in that, it, it's almost like an infinite circle of inward focus that shrinks them down to the point where they can't see outside of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um it's like getting fully lost in themselves in a sense. And, and I think that that's probably a picture of Satan as well. It's just lost in the, the sin and the darkness and the evil of his own heart um, and unable to, to step outside of that. Like at this point, there's nothing good left in him, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. all that it is, is self focus, you know, mm -hmm. and, the problem with that is it, that ultimately it, it leaves you empty and thirsting for more. And so you just, you, you get ravenous, you know, it's like yeah. you need more and more and more. It's like, it's like the, the, the addict of whatever it might be, right? You, mm -hmm. you start with a little bit and then you need a little bit more and then you need a little bit more and then you need more and more and more and more and you can't, you're not okay if you don't have that next yeah. hit or whatever yeah. it is, you know? 
Um, and I think that's, that's the, that whether it's an angelic heart or a human heart that rebels against God and, and fully rejects God, I think that's, that's the picture of the heart there is that it's just, it, it cannot and will not come back to the things of God. It wants its mm. own kingdom above all else, you know? That uh, is probably just, I would say, maybe impossible for those of us who are sensitive to the conviction of the Holy Spirit to understand mm -hmm. somebody who is not sensitive to that at all. Like, it's just like, right. you know, for us, like, man, I'm holding a grudge against somebody, you know, and the Holy Spirit's convicting us about that over and over and over yeah. again. And it's like, man, I cannot keep doing this. Like, I need yeah. to let this go. That there's just, that's not there, you right. know, for Satan. That yeah. There's there's no sensitivity to the spirit in, mm -hmm. at all. Right. It's just complete darkness. And it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's really hard for us to, to understand all of that. You know, speaking of darkness, it, it mentions about the darkness of this age. What do you think that is? Yeah. Yeah. The rulers of the darkness of this age. Um, I think that there are, are different ways to view that. I, I think when Paul is, breaking this down because he says we're not wrestling against flesh and blood but against principalities powers the rulers of the darkness the darkness of this age spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places um i think what he's getting at is just different ways of describing the the demonic forces that are there um you know that they're they're like you might think about them in different terms but they're all the the of the same substance like right? different things that they're doing yeah, like, I think maybe activities, you know, mm -hmm. because um, and really just kind of lumping them all into one. But the 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 rulers of the darkness of this age is really those who are creating and sustaining the darkness in the world, in a sense, right? You know, they're 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 behind again, kind of like what we talked about before, orchestrating things behind the scenes mm -hmm. um, to to keep the world in the dark, if you will. Yeah, that's the and so the the darkness. Would you would you consider that to be like culture or like um, like a sinful cu culture specifically? I guess um, that they're they're working in the scenes behind the scenes, like you said, to create a culture that's dark. I think there could be elements of that. Um, I think that really, when you when you look at what the Bible describes as like darkness and light and the, the picture of it is really what they're trying to do is create a culture that, that is absent of God, you know? Mm. And, and so, I mean, like the obvious sin things are like, yeah, we can look at that certain things and say, this is sinful and our culture is celebrating it. And that's like wrong. But, but so much of Christianity is not about sin avoidance and, like not doing the wrong thing. It's more about experiencing the light and the life that comes through Christ. And so keeping the world in the dark, those sinful things might be the, 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 um, symptom that's kind of bubbling up to the surface, you know, mm. but really Something I, I, deeper. I think it's deeper than that. Yeah. It's more the, the, the really trying to cover up the knowledge of God and the light mm. of the gospel. And, um, because I mean, like again, sinful action is just a symptom of a spiritual condition, right? Yeah. And that um, that condition of darkness really is attempting to keep the world in the dark, 
as yeah. well. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, that like we get focused on the specific action, but there's really a deeper issue that's there that, that we really need to be more focused on. Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. If you'd like more material from Pastor Nate, you can go to PastorNate.com. That's the word pastor, the letter N, and the number 8.com. And for more information about our church, you can connect with us through our website at mountainlife.church. Hope you can join us again next week as we continue the conversation.